1: hello 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 good morning good afternoon and good evening wherever you are my name is alex q and welcome to series two episode two of miscast going on an adventure adventure brilliant adventure you've had three months to think of that (laughs) (laughs) adventure This is our second episode, where each episode, using the expertise of my superstar co-host and special guest, we discuss tabletop topics that we hope will help improve your generalship, expertise, and enjoyment of your gaming experience. It's the podcast that will talk nonsense and sense. Spoiler: We've had three months off. There's going to be a lot of nonsense.
3: It's been three and, months. Good I know,
1: and it's the podcast. Here it comes. That's just found out bird song. Isn't quite what it seems. It's the podcast that's been drowning in memory foam, and it's the podcast that's found out something very interesting about upside down hobnobs. It's that kind of podcast. Oh my god.
3: <laughs> Three months worth. Three months worth of the inside of your brain, Alex.
1: Yeah. Which one do you want first? You got birds, memory foam,
3: hobnobs. You see my bed in the background there. Yep. Obviously, we can see each other. Great for a, an audio medium, Darren. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Well, so we've had this uh, memory foam mattress for about two years. And Darren, Alex's side, memory foam, good. Yeah. yeah. Alex's side is perfectly flat and stiff and wonderful and comfy. And mine mm. has got the biggest ass fucking dip in it. There's a, there's, my memory foam mattress has forgotten. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is exactly what I was going to talk about because I got a new memory foam mattress. And it was like some bloody S- Saudi Arabian film with me like literally getting swallowed into the like the absolute sand into the middle of it. I actually couldn't just felt like just getting absolutely crushed by just memory foam. I don't know how anyone uses it.
3: I just don't like the constant reminder. I've got a fat ass every night.
0: <laughs> then <Don't> you, <laughs> you get that whenever you just like catch yourself in the mirror. I, oh.
3: God, have, you know, I've lost <laughs> this phone recently.
0: <laughs> oh, congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Um, birdsong. My dad. Oh, birdsong. Yeah. It's bird song. Okay, go was, on then. When I was a kid, my dad had this little like instrument that you filled with water. It was like a little sort of metal pipe, and you could make all manner of different bird song with it. That's what that that that's what memory memory foam you kicked into my brain. There it was a childhood of bird noises. It was great.
1: You know, there's crazy people that can actually do it with their mouths as well, without any like actual yeah. things. The yes.
0: best at it are the birds though, aren't they?
1: Birds. Well, you say that, but this is the, this goes to the actual thing that I found out <laughs> about. Was the bird all that lovely bird song in the morning, you wake up, you're listening to your jazz. Yeah, it's really good. Ca- it's yeah, really your ca- coffee. And you're listening to all of that, lovely relaxing. And actually lots of it's territorial. So loads of them are going, Dave, Dave, get the fuck off my branch, Dave. Isn't that obvious? Dave, get the fuck off the tree. That's literally what they're doing, but in bird noises.
0: How do you know that? Alex, I know you're a scientist, but... Uh, sciencey things. Sci- things. Science reasons, yeah. sciencey things, yeah. Very territorial. Hob-no- upside-down hobnobs? Hobnobs. Upside-down hobnobs. I always like that clue? sketch about hobnobs. you know that, Peter's case? They're like the sort of SAS, territorial army of sort of biscuits.
1: They're yeah. the way for tea dipping. Exactly. Yeah. Again! This fact is about... You want to have a guess about what upside-down hobnobs means? No. It, Go on. It's... Revolves with tea. So you're supposed to, if you're dunking a hobnob in mm-hmm. tea or sushi in soy sauce, to eat it, you're supposed to turn it upside down because the chocolatey bit or the fishy bit for sushi is on your tongue, not the other way around. So you get more of a flavour eating it upside down.
0: Okay. There you All go. Right. Oh, Got oh, it. That. Makes I sense. Break-
3: I break mine in half, put the two sides together, that allows me to put the entire thing in the cup, submerge it so that all the air that's inside the hobnob bubbles out. Mm-hmm. I've got tea going completely through the biscuit. Oh, that's if a thing. I eat it, that means that I've got a chocolatey centre. Now that for me is the best way to eat a hobnob. You so I can you really disagree with that whole premise, Alex. I'm sorry. Fuck yourself. Yeah, but yours is now but
1: yours is now a soup though. What what's going on here, you savage? Do what? My you, you, put put the whole, you put the whole thing in the in the tea, isn't the whole, it? Just like, of course,
3: <laughs> the whole fucking thing. How can
0: you? What? I learned how um, some not necessarily a biscuit, troop mm. waffle. That's a bit like a biscuit, isn't it? No
1: Stroopwafel? Like oh, yeah, the Dutch ones, yeah. Yeah,
0: so I went to a tournament. out Dutch to street waffles. yeah. Dutch friend Lex uh, gave me a packet and told me how the best way to eat those. Do you know the best way to eat a waffle? is?
1: I bet it's not dunking the whole fucking thing in a mug of tea.
0: No, but it does the same thing as what Darren was describing. Mm. The way the Dutch eat a is, you get it, and then you put it on top of the hot beverage, and the heat and the steam that comes off, Melts the caramelly stuff in the middle, the toffee or whatever it is. And it goes and in. Makes it much more delicious to eat.
3: See, the Dutch sound on my level.
0: Yeah. They like things sticky. <laughs> is,
3: that, is that an insult or is that a
0: compliment? Oh, fucking funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. We're going we go. waffle. Then have we got through the waffly bit at the start now?
1: Yeah, that's the waffle. Shout yeah. out, Steve. Hot waffle. Um, that's for you. That's for you, baby. baby. Okay. Right. <clears throat> Let's get on to the intro, shall we? You've heard the first of my sexy co-host and his sexy serenades. He is talking nonsense about hobnobs, but anyway. He goes by, at Positive Victim on Twitter, it is Darren Watson.
3: Hello, Darren. Hello, gorgeous pants. It's so lovely you? to see everyone, isn't it? How am I? I mm. am... I am in the middle of like conquering eBay, as I mentioned to you before. For the oh yeah, you're
1: selling things. some some I'm some s- robots.
3: I'm selling a fuck ton of um, my old shit that I found under my bed in my shed, in carry cases that I haven't looked at for like five years. In fact, I opened one carry case and I had some silvernef um, dryads that I had put shiitake mushrooms on the base because they looks looks like bark actual what, mushrooms actual shiitake mushrooms. <laughs> and my original plan was to um, varnish them with spray to obviously seal them. But I forgot, <laughs> fucking, i So when to open this carrying case it's just fucking
0: long.
3: <laughs> 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 so yes, don't do that, guys.
0: Um, Were you're going to do that because you're a fun guy, Darren? Yeah, no, um, You just, you just uh, can't yeah.
3: resist it. You just can't resist it. I might, do a, I might keep track of how many tons you come up with in any given show.
1: Yeah, count she's someone it. who one of the listeners will do it tell us how many times i mentioned the word sock and how many times
0: owen says does it. owen mentions something inane
3: no I, that, that was a good one so well done
0: thanks <laughs>
1: yeah well done well done
3: so yeah and i said to you earlier that i was to on mm-hmm. writer i've been doing um i had to find something to lose a bit of weight because i went to Warhammer world for the, do you know the um the team event that was there when i Ran the gash and all the ghouls and oh, you did the infinite ghoul destroy people's yeah. souls, creating yeah. that, yeah.
0: yeah.
3: I'm the worst person in the world. Well, yeah I went there, but I, I, at the end, they took a picture and I jutted my chin out so that my neck looked thinner, and I breathed in so I would look, you know, my stomach wouldn't look so big, and I still looked fucking huge. <laughs> the first time i thought
1: you looked bigger than you actually are though to be
3: maybe well i was 14 i was 14 and a half stone which is the largest i've been in my entire adult life so i was like i'm gonna do something about this but i had to find something where i didn't have to do any exercise because i fucking detest it and i didn't want to change what i was eating because it's already quite difficult because being an idiot vegan is fuck all you can eat anyway and i'm one that doesn't really like fruit or veg
0: (laughs) brilliant Brilliant. you're totally fucked aren't you (laughs) <laughs>
3: I'm fucked, yeah. So, what are you doing?
1: Licking trees?
3: No, I've been doing time restricted eating. So, you eat between the hours of 12 and 8 p.m. And then at the weekend, you do what the fuck you want. And then every so often, you do a 24 hour fast or a 48 hour fast. I've got, I've almost, I almost tried to do a 72 hour fast, but I was feeling a bit lightheaded after 50 hours. And I thought, I'm not doing this to kill myself. And working my way up to it, but long story short,
0: working your way up to death. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all are really. That's quite an existential thing to say, Darren. Yeah, it's yeah. not the
1: right medium to have this conversation right now. Owen, about the. Uh...
3: <laughs> but I'm down to 77 kilograms, which is oh well, congratulations, incredible. That's that's all right, isn't it? That, yeah, it is. None of you have told me how great I look. oh uh-huh. no, that's why but... I
2: am. <laughs>
0: So now, when you when you take your top off at tournaments, Darren, you're going to be like an Adonis, not uh, an Adonner. I was an Adonis before. <laughs> not an Adonis,
3: Yeah. <laughs> right, that's number two, fun. Wonderful.
1: Chalk yeah. <laughs> it up. Talk it up. Well, I haven't even mentioned socks twice yet. Anyway. Okay. You. Darren, you look gorgeous. Thank you. So do you. So... That's fantastic. Right. We're supposed to be doing this one fast yeah,
2: this evening. Minimum waffle,
0: aren't we? We <laughs> might come for more hot waffle at the right. end.
1: Right. Let's get the second host in then. Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> he is everyone's favourite sexy sock seductor. You can find him at I'll Just Sock It Up on the on the gram. <laughs> He's at OJ180 on Twitter. Sorry. X.
0: It's the Owen Jackson. That was a great intro again. Thanks, Alex. No um, how right. you doing? I'm going to ask how you are. How are you, mate? Well, that's that's my job. I'm supposed okay, to ask fine. how you are.
1: I'm very good, though. Thank you. We talked about all my fun stuff already. So,
0: um, well, I'm similar. Uh, yeah, good. I think. Yeah, I was USA and being famous on the on the Twitch and the YouTubes. I've been to America a couple of times. Yeah. I didn't get to go to Castle this year, which is a shame. I just make it work. But um,
3: it was- what was the Can one I-
0: you were commentating on? What was that one? Nova. Oh, Nova. Yeah, Nova was good. I played in the Invitational, commentated on the Invitational, played in the Singles and commentated on the Singles. Nice. And Leo time. won from Episode 1. And Leo, yeah. <laughs> Leo. That does feel like a long time ago. Have we really not recorded since then?
1: Well, basically, what happens is that we have people on this podcast and then we teach them so much that they go on to win tournaments. And so, I guess will win the next
0: tournament afterwards.
2: I guarantee he won. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so no, I did that and that was good. Uh, I've been pushing Beasts of Chaos around, which I've really enjoyed. And then I think I wrote down some, to- I think, because we're going to talk about tournaments. We are. I went to Blackout nova face hammer lgt and our guest marks event symposium um so
1: yeah so only four tournaments spit bit of a slow bit of a slow five. calendar for
0: you in it five five. Five. <laughs> five, <laughs> five 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 of the beasts uh yeah Beastly oh, so beasts. six if you include the invitational um but yeah or no beast look cool no Bellacore anymore i don't think he's got as much value as he used to have because there's less like single hammer units i think that's the threat the threats are a bit more spread so he's he gone um i might be wrong but um no 12 bulls and lots of lads to run around and lots of lads, lots of you lads. Were, you've
3: been successful haven't you with that build without him i would suggest you were right
0: uh mixed um I, I I was at LGT, and then I was a bit um, jet-lagged and had a, pushed a bit hard in a couple of ta- uh, games at Mark's Event Symposium. I actually had my worst result in a long time. Yeah, I went 2-3, which is fine. It happens. But um off the show. Yeah, exactly. I know. One more of those, and I'm done, right? Um, <laughs> and also, I was a right salty bastard, but we'll come on to that later maybe. Um, you salty? never uh, um, huh. but no, i've had a great time and life is treating me well i'm the happiest i've been in a long time so um
3: yes i like that no
0: complaints from me happy boy i happy to see you all as well chat some chat some hammies i've actually seen mark mm-hmm. this week. we bumped into each other oh my god get a room <laughs>
3: you work in london don't you the work
0: in the same building sometimes i work in the building that mark works in so um we ah. um, we talk about toy soldiers in the, uh,
3: you know, the lift.
1: I you would like lift to just look at each other, corner yeah, exactly. of
3: your eyes. Toilet, Ooh. Toilet. Oh.
2: It's, it's toilet. toilet break was that? <laughs> 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 we just stable the toilet. There's a bit more space in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's nice and cozy.
0: Um, but yeah, I'm great. I'm good. Thanks. Looking forward to good. talking tonight.
2: Good. Right, enough
1: of you. I've had enough of your own. So we need to get our lovely guest in. You've heard him already. Some say he was organising tournaments before there were even any players. (laughs) Some say the Olympic Committee run their Olympic plans past him before they confirm their dates. Mm. Some even say events management used to be called Mark's management. (laughs) You can find him at Warboss Wilson on X. It's Mark Wilson, everybody
2: guys good evening we're honored well thank hello, Mark. You. hello hello guys it's uh it's nice to be here normally i, I would say you know how, how kind of grateful i am for you having me on the podcast but this is episode number 13 <laughs> 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 and to actually peruse some of your previous guests and the fact that i'm on after um luminaries such as Laurie Hoggett-Wild. It, uh, <laughs> there we go. It, you know, has left me a little bit salty. So In, in our defence,
3: we tried to have you and Nico on to do uh, a Nomad Feastmasters special true. To, true. to go through the creation of that because you did a lot of work true. on that. True. You tell him, Darren. Yeah, and but it was impossible to get you and Nico on at the same time. Yeah.
1: Impossible, some say. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was true. Well, it is... Lovely to have you on Eventually Mark. So thank eventually. you very much. For being on. Event Eventually. Oh, get no. On. <laughs> get off. This is Anyway. Right. Yeah, he that's, that that's a little hat trick tonight for Owen already. We're only what? Oh that's bullshit. That was mine. Anyway. Right. I first thing to say before we get into our lovely episode which is about events if you hadn't guessed. Um just to say thank you to everyone to reply to our uh tweet um, about what to cover we had lots of uh messages about events which will be this one we also had lots of messages about movement and the minutiae of movement so our next episode will be discussing movement these guys don't know that yet so just keep it between us Alex, oh, uh, movement's the next one mm-hmm.
2: so events mark so let's you... start off with a big question here shall we are we talking Please. about or are we talking about tournaments or are Ooh. events synonymous with tournaments oh i love it
1: let's go over to our experts Darren.
2: i think we as a
3: collective are competitively focused so it i, I would frame it around that because that's a that's a huge subject and we've already spent 20 minutes talking about shite and mark's time <laughs> mark's time mark's time's limited right so Perhaps if we could frame it around a context of competitive events, where all the salty, thirsty bastards go. Um, that, um, yeah. that does yeah. that make sense? Like, because I, I also I don't know about other events.
0: I, I would like to talk about tournaments because that means that we might be yeah. able to talk about clocks because people don't like clocks at events, but clocks at tournaments totally fine yeah. <laughs> um, but no in all seriousness mark i think uh there is a clear uh, you would you would have more insight in this i think definitely but do, okay i've got a question for you then do you run tournaments or do you run events
2: i run events mm. interesting Ooh, okay. good answer i run events and the reason why i think I, I think events are are the the best medium for our our kind of combined hobby is it is because let's face it at the end of the day you know if you call something a tournament it suggests that that, that people um have put in uh, a vast amount of training and, and they have innate skill and it almost you know it's almost the, the kind of equivalent of a of a sport and i think even though people practice hard and they do put the hours in i think i you know i i don't really think we we really come together to to actually S- seriously, can compete against each other in that way. I think, I think we play um, as a community, uh, as a you know, as a group. Um, it's not, it, it's not you know, we aren't playing chess. We we aren't playing these these kind of binary sports. We are playing games which are, which which have kind of some you know, I, um, uh, an element of chance. They they are they they have rules which are sometimes fairly subjective. I think um, I, I think tournaments is too too harsh a word for for them, and I, I think for some people as well, it's not about the the time that people actually spend playing the game on the table. It's the before, it's the after, it's you know, it's it's the during. I think I think a tournament would would suggest to me something a little bit more more kind of sterile and a little bit harder edged and. Um, I, you know, I think I, I think there are some events which lean into that a little bit heavily, or, or you know, or rather heavier. Mm. But, but I think for the main part, people go to tournaments slash events because at the end of the day, people just want to have a good time. Um, and I think I think sometimes we lose sight of that in, in our in in kind of our desire to to find new and interesting ways to 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 prove you know who may or may not be the best player. In a tournament setting, um, that's a little bit of a monologue, and maybe I went a little bit off off piece there, uh, and i uh, <laughs> went in a bit heavy too early. But I just wanted to, to really, um, well, to really answer Owen's question. I mean, that's that's what I think. I you know I do run events, and I think most other people re- really, when you boil it down, they, they are running events. And I think I you know I think tournaments are, are are actually very, you know, if you look at the the true meaning of a tournament. I think the actual amount of true tournaments is probably vanishingly small. Mm.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: Yes. Alongside that, then, if you're if you're saying you're running events and therefore, you know, tournaments are a bit more binary, a bit more kind of hard edged, I guess. Then, I guess it gets to the crux of this whole episode. Really, is how do you go about creating an event that caters to? This whole myriad of people or or can you not is that not possible can you not create a single event for our whole wide glorious community that caters for everyone and therefore do you need to go more hard-edged for the guys that want to or girls that want to go and you know compete compete or is it possible to create an event that that is for everyone
2: yeah, I think you really have to um I, I think you really have to try to cater for, for everybody. Because those okay. players who are at the top of the game, I uh, you know, i imagine everybody here, um, and you know, probably most of the of the people who, who who will kind of uh you know kind of take this on board as well. Um those those guys are you know at the top of the uh at the top of the pyramid, they will create a a, a tournament almost for themselves. Inside any event, anyway, uh, because they have a they they pro- probably have a uh, have, have a kind of uh, I wouldn't say agenda because that's a bad word, uh, but they probably ha- have a goal which is a, l- a little bit separate from, I guess most of the people you know kind of you know who, who will go to an event, and um, I I think where I've been he- you know kind of he- heading over the years is my focus is a bit less on on potential winners of tournaments because they'll create their own fun, you know, and, 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 and they've got things which they want to achieve at an event. And I'm focusing more now on, on, on people who might just constitute the field or who might be on the bottom tables, because at the end of the day, you know, kind of everybody pays the same amount of money. Everybody wants to, to kind of enjoy um, what, what is probably a fairly, expensive weekend away from family or, you know, or with friends. And I think, um, I, I think, I think too much focus on, on events over the, over the course of the last few, few years has been, has been on top players and, um, you know, and what their achievements are. And I think, uh, you know, when, I guess this is coming across a little bit kind of woolly, but, I think, uh, <laughs> but I think, uh, you know, I, you know, I really think that, that, that we have to make events and tournaments, um, a bit more attractive to you know to to the general player to the 2 3 player or the 1 4 player because without those 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 guys who are coming in and um you know you know, you know kind of who might f- run up to events and might get smashed off the table i think without those guys to make up the field then there aren't any events at all you know there aren't you know because events are not going to be sustainable if if there's only eight top players there or 10 top, top players there there's always you know kind of 50 people or or however many who are making up the numbers and that's that's the only way you can ever make an event possible Mm. and um you know i think those that that kind of batch of people who are a significant majority really um they 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 are often a bit of a side for i i think when it comes to teals and to events in general um and i've definitely been consciously trying to um improve the conditions for the for, for the general player, I just realised, then I said the two and free play, and then I, you know, I caught a a, a side-way glance at Owen because he's on. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> me, baby. Let's go, <laughs> <laughs> so
2: whatever. here, Owen. I'm I'm just trying to think of your best interest, buddy. That's all. Thanks, <laughs> <man>. I appreciate <laughs> you. Um, do you think
3: that's um, Do you think that's developed, Mark? Because so You say that you're, you're you're making that you're making that conscious decision to concentrate on that now. I remember going to some of your earlier earliest um or maybe perhaps even the first one you ever run was it blood ties, um, blood ties was the first
2: major one and yeah, that
3: felt sweaty man it was very, very <laughs> and, i loved I, it
2: I, I, you know my opinions have changed over time because there's a new to and i'm sure there, there, there are uh, you know you, you have uh, uh folks who will hear this podcast and uh, you know kind of perhaps they will uh can kind of aspire to run a tournament or perhaps have run some run small events themselves and it You know, it's fair enough to say that when I first set out running events, I, I was very keen to to, to, to to draw in the big names. Because in a sense, if you draw those in, it, it brings other people in as well. Um, because if people see, you know, a, a famous player or, or a top player at your event, then it gives you a certain amount of credibility, uh, which then kind of opens the door to, to other people. And I think as a new TO, um, you know, it definitely took my eyes to the top tables because, you know, because I really w- wanted to make sure that these players, excuse me, who were very kind of like, um, I guess, famous players, you know, kind of in the public eye, you know, obviously inside our... our you can our, say our Alex, party. Mark, it's fine. You can say Alex. <laughs> I don't know if you were there, Alex. If you were, you didn't make much of an impression on me. So <laughs> <laughs> um, like, uh, I was thinking Jack and Darren and people like that. But um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, so my attention was, you know, shit. You know, it's my first event. I really ha- I have to make sure these experienced guys are getting everything we- which they want and, uh, um, and expect from an event. And then the guys down the bottom tables, you know, you you know, I barely blinked in them all weekend because uh, I-, I was so sort of carried away in in just just making sure events ran run as they should, and that and that the top players who are more kind of used to going to events were were you know kind of satisfied and 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 uh, you know kind of had me at their disposal kind of
3: thing. I Well, I was very satisfied. Fucking that that made me love team tournaments. It's the first what? sort of proper what? one what? I've gone to. And then yeah. I I'm of the opinion now that Team Warhammer is the best Warhammer. And that's very much that tournament, Mark. So thank you for putting on such a fucking great show. But if yeah. you put all your focus on me, then.
2: Perhaps that's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, the dark actually it was quite a uh, quite a big, uh, you know, like a big ambition. Uh, you know, it, I think it was 2018, so it was fairly early on. But it wasn't like my, my, my first event. My first event hmm. was uh, it was way back in the midst of 2016, actually, uh, 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 a small one day. Uh, oh. Yeah, but just uh, just 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 on where the focus was. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So originally, and I think it's still true today. If you go to any event anywhere in the world. And if you walk up to table one, typically it'll be at the front of the hall. It'll be you know it'll be, it, it'll be by the TO's desk. Um, it'll probably enjoy the best terrain as well. It'll be it, you know it'll be in a, a premium. sometimes I you know I've been to events in the in, in the past before where there's where, where there might be a small stage, let's say in a school hall, you know, and the top table might might be on a stage elevated over all the other plebs. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think we've all seen, seen that before, and I, you know, I just um, I, the
3: hands GT it goes out of the room, doesn't it? And the bottom tables are right the way around the corner
2: under right, the stairs. Right, and I remember going to the special <laughs> sl- sl- um, slaughter in the old days, and uh, I think this was the tail end of 8th edition, and um, uh, uh, and the, you know, the guys who who were on the bottom tables were were actually. Upstairs in a in a completely different little dark yeah in, a, in, in the back hall bit in yeah, the
0: was Club wasn't it was it called the Davy I think it was called yeah the well,
2: Davey. I, yeah I'm pretty sure they've they've moved now into a more kind of salubrious location mm. that was there and and uh, you know and that was the that that was really the status quo for events and um uh yeah you know to cut a long story short that's something which which I've been consciously trying to move away from and I you know I'd like to see that happen. More in the community as well, because as a player, I, you know, obviously, you know, I play events as well. And at the beginning of my journey, I'd go like a away a to events, you know, to big hundred-player events. I wouldn't speak to a TO the, the 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 whole weekend. I wouldn't speak to the TO's assistant. I wouldn't speak to any top, top players. You know, there's there was no crossover at all because there's probably about fifty yards of space between you know the the uh, the, the the tables that I was uh, frequenting. And those guys on their lofty spires and um and uh I think I, I think things have improved in AOS. Uh I, you know, I, I still think there's a major problem in other systems. But but that's one thing I you know I'm really consciously trying to try, trying to change and uh and uh, you know, there's a few ways of going about that as well. Um
1: Well I was just gonna lead into that really, is that you've said that it's it's you've focused or tried to develop it. Are there are there any specific key things that you that you recognise to try and make it better? I mean, was it uh, with brackets? I'm sure I've seen. So bracket prizes I've seen right. recently pop up. Yeah,
3: yeah. Did Rob bring that in? Like the, the T-Sports arena, they like the best in who won one game, who won two game, three game, four game. Because I thought that was a great innovation.
0: Yeah. yeah. Also, you do get... I certainly I've seen it more and more, like especially on the first day is there's no sort of hierarchy in terms of table numbers, like everyone gets mixed together, and I think as well, Mark, I would say it's down to the t o s to make everyone feel welcome as well, right yes. like I don't know, I think it's nice as a player to play on the top tables and feel like the amount of time and money and whatever you've invested has meant that you you know get to play on a on one of the top tables or whatever but like certainly when Dan and I ran the Welsh open we would go you know we had enough people to go around all the tables and check in and make sure that everyone had time warnings and everyone had like checking how the game was going and you know you were available i suppose it's, it depends on the venue as well i suppose doesn't it
2: it does. It does. I, you know, and all those points uh, w- w- which you just were there were with, with with stuff that I have got on my little sheet of paper here. Especially the brackets. You know, if you have that, it gives it gives each and every player the ability to, to to find their own success. You know, whether that's one and four or you know or whatever else, that's always good. Um, I think I think kind of mixing up the table, not numbers as well, is um, is is quite good but is a bit of a challenge for, for a teal because you need to be to, to be able to kind of identify where players are mm. um, um a thing that i that i've started to do and i've seen a, a, a few other people pick up on this as well is uh, is rather than having you know the tables going from from top to bottom you sort of have them in a bit of a circle so that the lowest table is adjacent to the top table which is quite nice as well um and just um you know, I would really, I, I, I would really advocate for TOS to to just make sure that that kind of all terrain on the bottom tables isn't isn't just just kind of leftover drakes, really, um, <laughs> because that cause, because you know I definitely I, I experienced that as a bottom t- table player sometimes. And yeah, you know, I think I, I think we just just have to recognise that everybody puts in the same amount, of, you know, you know, the same same amount of effort, sorry, and um, and the same amount of money and commitment. And, um, you know, if we're going to improve our hobby and improve events generally, then mm. then we should probably start to treat everybody equally. Um, and that has improved. I mean, I, you know, as I said, I, I've been playing events now since the middle of eighth age fantasy, and, um, and some of the conditions there were pretty dire. And we've all jointly improved um, markedly over the last uh, six or seven years, for sure.
0: I feel
3: bad now. That's not something I've ever experienced. That sounds terrible. I would would
0: push back on one point, though. Sorry, Darren. I would push back on one point, which is that not everybody invests the same amount of time in the hobby because the people that are the best at the game are the ones that have learned all their rules, all their opponents' rules, and hence why they are then successful. So there should be merit and reward in putting that amount of effort in,
2: yes, I fair point. I was talking about time, um, you know, just 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 in relation to the amount of time spent over the weekend. Yes, okay, um, I'm
0: sorry, I, sure, I, I, I misunderstood.
2: You know, and I think people do get the recognition for that because you know, because you know, ultimately they get the prizes, they get the ranking points, they get mm. picked. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I think, I think, on top of all that, they probably shouldn't enjoy. You know, kind of better scenery, more more time. You know, from, you know from the uh, uh, from the to. Uh, you know, I think the to's job is to is to make sure that every one of his or his or her, I guess, customers or patrons are are, are are all all having a good time. And this is obviously coming from a, a perspective as a to. Mm. And, and I suppose I'm preaching to people who who you know kind of who may want, want want to run to to's in the future, not necessarily you know players who are already on the top. Yeah, it's yeah, about
1: I mean, trying to stop it being so skewed one way that it might have been historically, I guess is what you're saying, right? Yeah. That the, the top players will get the platitudes anyway, whatever happens. Um, is there, and just playing devil's advocate, is there a risk of going too far the other way? Where the top players who want to be competitive, who want to enjoy playing against other top players, don't feel like it's really for them? I'm not saying it becomes a,
2: enough. i I'm not sure, Alex. I, I don't know. I mean if you know if you feel like it's not special enough for them then maybe the uh you know the the events will improve as a, as a whole I I, I I don't think anybody can can really expect uh special treatment for being a, a star and I don't think people do right you know no, I, no. yeah yeah I'll
3: oh, fuck up when you're a prima donna
0: <laughs> yeah I mean Mark, you gave me a bit of extra time in round five, just so that I definitely could eke out my uh, one point loss, didn't you? You
2: you gave <laughs> me—I got that glassy <laughs> <gave me>, <laughs> look in your in your in your eyes. I was too afraid to come close to you. And I mean, it was like, <laughs> it,
0: <you> know, <laughs> no, I mean, one thing we haven't touched on, Mark, and I mean, is the fact that most tos do this as a you know for 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 next to no profit and it's a big time investment and a labor so like yeah you know don't get me wrong i'm 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 I'm. we're having a healthy debate as opposed i'm not i'm not jumping down any to's neck because it's like it's a hell of a lot of work isn't it my god
2: it's a lot of work and you know i I think if anybody is uh assuming this you know this podcast now thinking oh oh, wow i'm gonna start to run to's and make lots of money um uh, (laughs) you've been the wrong game for sure um I, I think people. I, I think some people do make a little bit of money, uh, but that's mainly kind of really large events who run those events. They're on 40k tournaments, do not they? Yeah. Well, well, because you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, but uh, you know, I, oh. I think ways to you know, you know, you know uh, to, to to earn some money. And I think Teals, uh as we've talked about on on Twitter quite a lot, and um, I know we've we've had this this discussion. Uh, previously, but I, you know, I think T.O.'s are entitled to, to earn, you know, a little bit of money for their time. Oh, fuck
3: because, I. We should all play you know, more.
2: You know, let me tell you this. I mean, I, I, I think if, um, if I'd spent the same amount of time and, and effort I, I I put into to, to, to run, into, run into events and organise everything for them uh, over the years, um, I think it might have I might have made more if I was just kind of searching for loose change in the gutter, because uh, it because not it, it's not something which you ever do for money. Um,
3: What's the best way to show appreciation for you, Mark, at the end of an event, during an event, like leading up to the event? Because I would give you. Hopefully, I've come across as grateful throughout the years.
2: Because yeah, I, you know, I think tills. I think I. I think people just. You know, I'm not sure if to yours – in general i i just natural kind of people pleasers you know there's there's you know there's a, you know there's a, the, there's those kind of different um you know I, I guess segments of personality right i i can't remember how many how many there are are there five or six and there's you know and there're different um i guess archetypes of character and i think i i think most of the uh are, are probably going to be you know kind of people pleasers and that sounds like a little bit like it's it's some kind of slur or, or an insult but I think generally, you know, you know, you might get this if you work in the service industry as well. Is you know, the, the, there is a sense of fulfillment and satisfaction if people tell you that that your event is you know is great, and every TO will will enjoy hearing that because at the, at the, at the end of the day, you know, you know that is pri- you know, that is why why we want to do it. It's that also. I think we want to test ourselves as well. You know, I think we want to prove to our, ourselves that we we have the ability to. You know, you know, you know, to run these events and to run them efficiently, and to provide a, a platform for people to to play. And some people just just want a project. If I don't have an ongoing project, I just get distracted. You know, I mm. you know, I always need something there to get my teeth into. Um, I've got a fairly easy job, you know, to to be to be honest. And um, you know, I'm not I'm not as challenged in, in that as I partic- as, as I but perhaps kind of could be. And I think because of that, you know, I, I I think boredom creeps into it, and I think having mm. projects which 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 excite other people as well. Mm. If you don't have a particularly exciting job. I think you need that a uh, few things to spark off uh, other people, and that definitely helps, you know, because, um, you know, it, it, if we announce tournaments, at, you know, I'm sure Owens had this as well from the Welsh GT. As soon as you 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 post on you know on on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. And you get people saying, "Oh, great! I can't wait to come." It, you know, it's you know, it certainly starts to to sort of kindle a fire inside you, and um, and uh, it, it's just it's just a nice feeling to to you know you know to do it and come out of the other side, and and just know that it went well. Um, I, and I think, uh, yeah, I think I think fundamentally, I you know, there's not there's not one single T.O. who I know who who really does it for the money. Um, well, like except for one, but, but he's like, <laughs> you know, he's just the, the, you know, the, I guess the boss of the t o s Um, and I think if you look at people in the past as well, who've run, you know, who've run re- really big events, people like Ben Curry, um, you know, he's, you know, he, you know, he was very front and center in the community and he really tried to to sort of drag events into the mainstream and I'm pretty sure he didn't really make any money at the end of the day because, because it all goes back in costs as well, and I, mm. I, um, I, yeah, don't do it for money. I, I think that, that's yeah. the, you know, that's the point there to underline.
1: You touched on a few things there, and I, and I'll just ask you this before I go to Darren and Owen, just about making or it's it's nice to hear that people have come to your events and and say, oh, this was great, and you you yourself have acknowledged that you've changed uh, slightly in how you have developed your events, and you've noticed certain things. Is there anything in particular that you think has made a massive difference to tournaments? Is it uh, bigger or uh, more spacious venues? Is it better terrain? Is it prize support? Is it brackets? Is it sideboards, food, or is it all of the
2: above? Is it just multifactorial? Well, yeah, I think you know, I think food's my pet here um, it, <laughs> you know, when, when when it comes to to events as well because. I think the food you, you provide uh, to t- an event can make or, or, or break it. We we, we think-, you think
1: it's that's You think it's that much? If, if the food's I, bad, it's a bad event. Or if it's I, good, it's good.
2: Well, I, well, people remember. Yeah, it's what people remember. It's what I remember as well. Be, be, being a time ago as well. And it's kind of weird, right? Because we we we, I don't know, like like kind of twelve hundred meals a year or whatever. But but you know, for for some odd reason, the the one meal that we decide to. To, to eat, uh, <laughs> at a tournament, because it becomes such a big deal. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I, I think outside of that, I you know I think the things that don't really seem to have an impact. I think terrain just, I think it passes players by, and um, I you know you know most it's not nice. a problem until it is a problem. If you know what I mean, it's not it's mm-hmm. not a problem until it is a problem. And I you know I, I think I I think if I work out all the time I've spent on on events, probably ninety percent of that has been on terrain, um. And definitely, I could have cut that by a third, and it wouldn't have changed anyone's opinion of the event whatsoever. You know, it, it, it just wouldn't change it. I, you know, I, I think you can go overboard on that. Um, I, you know, it, it, it's not, it's not really what sticks in players' minds because, you know, I think we've all had that as well. I mean, if you, it, you're, you're so into the game, if someone asks asked you immediately after after the game, what, what, uh, what color was your opponent's army painted? You, you won't even remember. No, right? you'll have no idea. And I, you know, I, I think it's the same as as, as terrain. And I've wasted so, so so much time kind of dry brushing trees and put, putting little bits of uh, little tufts on on bases and things. And and it's you know, it's just you know,
3: I, what you're saying is we need two D
2: terrain. Well, <laughs> you, you <wouldn't>. well, <laughs> I, 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 I introduce it. I, I saw how people you know kind of. Uh, Responded to my trees by just kind of chucking them onto the floor. So uh, what are
0: talking about?
3: Uh, Horrendous. People are twice. Um,
0: I've got a thing. Then so off the bat here, um, uh, top three things at a tournament. I just wrote three things down. I actually wrote four down. But I was going to ask.
1: that's what I was going to ask you and Darren Owen. So there you go.
0: Well, I have been to probably about. (laughs) <laughs> I must have been to about uh, over a hundred tournaments in five years, so I've got a reasonable steer on it. And I just wrote at down least.
1: at least and clear the rest.
0: <laughs> clear communication, uh, well organized, a good pack, a good atmosphere, and actually did put down good terrain marks. So um,
1: oh, that's true. Um, <laughs> so yeah, those are the things. I'd, I'd, what order though, Owen? What order?
0: Um, I actually think that like clear communication and deadlines and a good pack is probably more important than anything. Really, people need need knowing where they need to be, when they need to be, when lists are in, all that stuff. Just the just all the if I, if all the basics are really nailed on, then that makes things very clear. I, I like that.
1: I I did notice that food was not in that that list. Owen.
0: Um, no, I mean, no, no. interesting. You can always bring your <laughs> own.
1: Pack <laughs> <laughs> lunches. That yeah. To Karen, over to you, buddy.
3: Uh, food won't make my list because um, I'm an idiot vegan, and vast majority of tournaments I go to, and I don't expect to be catered for e- either. I don't want people to go out of their way to feed me. I can feed myself. I'm an adult. If if there is food that I can eat, it's normally chips, and I'm I'm fine with chips. That's not a problem. Um, and for me, what's super important at a tournament is consistency. I have been to I have been to events where I wasn't a very successful tournament gamer, and I've been to events where people know that I'm a very successful tournament ca- uh, gamer. And even saying that makes me feel uncomfortable, but I guess that's the I can describe myself as such. Um, and I, I can I I know that I have, get treated differently. Um, I, painting scores you know painting scores are subjective i've been to avoid events before i've been a nobody and i've had terrible painting scores you know inconsistent bases i've been knocked down 10 points um and it's cost me third place it's taken me down to 10th place and that's made me feel really fucking rotten because it takes me so long to paint shit but because my bases weren't subjectively as nice as someone else's who'd spent fucking two days painting their army anyway don't get me started um and then I've been to events before, and my army's been dog shit because I've borrowed it from Left, Right, and Chelsea. And the person that's come round knows me, knows me, and goes, "Oh yeah, don't worry about it. I'll just give you points." You know, so consistency. If you're if you're gonna if you're gonna subjectively mark people on their hobby, give them some fucking feedback as well. Because I remember that event that I went—I won't name it—but that event that's put me off painting models for about twelve months. Like, seriously, I was like, what's the fucking point of me putting all this effort in if I'm just going to get marked down 10 points because my the sand is a bit different? I've got problems painting because my eyes stream all the time. So I don't and I can't concentrate when I'm painting, you know. Um, so that really put me off. The, the point of those painting. Sorry, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here. Obviously, I'm quite passionate. Um, the point of that, those um, painting rules is to encourage hobby. In actual fact, it completely destroyed my hobby for about twelve months. <laughs> so, like, if I'd have had some feedback and some guidance, maybe. And I appreciate you can't, if you've got someone that's going around doing it, they can't give the time to everyone. Um, but going back to Mark's earlier point, I'm pretty sure if I was, if I was to go to the same tournament now and the, the chap came around now, he knows me and he was giving it, I wouldn't, I either wouldn't get marked down or it would be fully explained, you know, mm. whereas before yeah. it wasn't. So consistency at a tournament is something that's super important to me. Um, I think knowledge, um, like Owen was saying, very clear pack and explanation of the terrain. Terrain's important to me in a, in a different sense, in so much as the rules have got to be explicit so that you're not getting gotcha on the table when all of a sudden someone jumps into a garrison that you weren't aware was a garrison or something like that. Um, but that's got better, I think, oh, that uh, I think in the UK, actually, we don't um, pay as much attention to terrain and the terrain rules as they do on the continent. Like yeah. people in Europe are fucking really, really hot on terrain rules. They can do so many shenanigans. Yeah, we often and the get-
2: terrain rules are, are are incredibly easy, right? I mean, there's mm. you know, only a page in the core core rules. There's only uh, you know I, I think three different types of terrain, right? There's a mm. uh, uh, there's a you know a defensible building. There's a um, there's there's a wildwood. And then there's cover, right? I mean, yeah. you know, then we invent our, our own on the tournament scene as well with impassable, um, I, and and it's quite it it is quite easy for tiles. I mean, even if you don't have a, a appropriate terrain, you can write write down what, what you know what, what kind of terrain it is mm. on a on a little bit of paper and just and stick it to the terrain. And I know people do that. I've seen people people yeah. do that quite a lot, and it just clears up that, that kind of ambiguity that you're uh, that you're alluding to, Darren.
3: Yeah, so do yeah. you,
1: how do you feel about terrain maps then, Darren?
3: Uh, I like I like them. Um, uh, Richie, really, Richie does a really good one, doesn't he, that he uses for his Just, just Play events that Feud on the Fens um, adopted. Um, and I like it as well because there is a skill in... De- what I really love about Warhammer, and one of my favourite parts of it is deployment and the opening. I found the whole opening 15 minutes of... The, the engagement, like the psychological warfare, the meeting someone, the setting down the terrain, the deployment—that fascinates me the most. And you know that the, the rolling off to see who puts the terrain down—that's that's a skill that the vast majority of the, the gaming community completely fucking ignore. You know, most times you walk up to a table and someone will go, "I just I, I whacked any old shit down. Do you mind?" And I go, "Yes, actually, we're going to roll." <laughs> Whereas most people will go, "Oh no, I don't mind." You know, because we're also mm. British and polite but in actual fact if you give that part of the game the respect it deserves it can be fascinating it can be really enjoyable
0: um, I think maps are important on that sense because it takes uh, the the abuse out of it 100%
3: though. yeah that's what, I, that's what I was alluding to maps so or not-
0: guidance at least anyway like, like you, in your packs Mark you've got this is what each piece does and you even at the start of your tournament you had a chat with everybody about how you were going to play wild how we were going to play Wildwoods yeah um and
2: yeah you know, I mean, it, you know, it really does do, does help to have, have a train map or to, to have, have have tables laid out, but but not not everybody can be, can can do that. Um, <laughs> are we going to talk about clock showing? That... <laughs> no, no, no. i was just making sure that we're all
0: aware that we're all on a bit of a tight tight schedule tonight. So oh, we're to yeah. getting all the points. That's all right.
1: It's all good, Darren. Your third one. You have a number. You have a you have a number three. I
3: did have a number three, but it. I thought Owen just showed a picture of a penis then. <laughs> not not <laughs> one. I'm I'm <laughs> um, what's important, so yeah, consistency, um, like clear, clear rules and, and, and communication. And oh, and deodorant in the toilets. Fantastic.
2: Deodorant in the toilets.
3: Space. Space is another one that people seem to
2: talk about a lot. It's a massive thing. It's a big thing for me as well, and um, I you know I don't think I would go to invent um anymore which which didn't have the right amount of space because mm. you know I think the days of 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 having to crawl underneath a table or or kind of walk h- half a mile to get around the other side, I think those days are over. I, I think people um, I I think you even need to to to, to kind of reduce numbers to increase space. Mm-hmm. I know that some people are, are kind of up against that because they, they you know, they've got they, they've got a, a margin on the, you know, what on the um, uh, on the turnover of the event which they which they have to make. But I think some people, uh, I think we're seeing events occasionally which are a bit too kind of crammed together. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, y- yeah, I, I think I think if you're if you have. Um, your, your 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 tables and rows, then you probably just have to choose the right battle plans so that you don't have to k- kind of walk around the other side of, of, of the yeah. table. Mm. You know, because tables to- are, are of uh, you know, I guess variable height um, as our gamers as well, and some people uh, fi- find it a little little bit hard to, to to get around. So just you know, just just make sure that that your battle plans are in sync with your uh, with the amount of space that you have
3: just to expand on that like reducing numbers to make people more comfortable mark i think we've seen uh before covid the um the the biggest prestige was always given to like the, the hundred Manor events or yeah. manner events and there was there wasn't so many events about now there's a fucking event every weekend what a time to be alive it's completely changed it's, 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 it's completely changed uh, and now we're seeing I, I we're seeing a bit more prestige being given to these smaller events and has, as a Competitive chap, I'll tell you, the hardest events to win are the twenty manners, the thirty manners. Yeah, you've got to beat every, you've got to beat the best people on the day in that room. Whereas a hundred player or two player event, you can go
2: five games and not
3: not yeah, anyone yeah. that's
2: particularly that's, difficult. Nice money rolling. You're right up there. Yeah, I think I, I think that's true, and the scene has changed quite you know quite a lot. I think when when we first started. We, we're looking at maybe like four, four or five events, which you're you're talking about, which were all a hundred player plus, and um, uh, and then kind of any events which fell outside of those were were almost fear events, right? They, you know, there was a uh, there, there was a whole kind of trend at one point for warm events, um, uh, but that's completely changed, changed now, and it, it, it feels like, especially in the UK scene, it's become completely decentralized. Um, and there's no no one person who seems to be leading the the, the, the scene or, or or no kind of cabal of p- people who lead the scene. And now, yeah, you know, I checked on the Dankhold, which is a great source, uh, you know, to go to, mm-hmm. especially for events. Um, uh, yeah, and you're right, that you know, there's an event, you know, kind of every weekend from now until, uh, until March, when it starts to get a little, a little bit spotty, you know, because people haven't even put events in for them. So, <laughs> It, yeah, it's completely changed. I I think we've seen a shift towards local events, which is which is great, right? Um and the reason why that's great is because at some point you are going to burn out with playing, you know, kind of at tournaments. You really are. And and if you don't have a local scene to fall, you know, you know, to fall back on as you're approaching kind of 40s and 50s, you won't have anyone to play with. You know, you just won't. Unless you're Owen. Unless you're on because we all, you know, as we all start to lose our I would drive and testosterone. The thought of kind of driving up to Stockport or Cardiff for a event—it's going to wane, you know.
1: So or if if flying you know, to America or flying you know, to Australia
3: or you know, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm definitely there. I can definitely see and feel um, the desire sort of draining out. <laughs> from like, I'm nowhere near as nowhere near as thirsty as I used to be. Yeah, sure. which I think it's actually a good thing.
1: It, uh, is sure. that, does that mean there's stuff from these local events that? Could be used in bigger events to make them better. I guess the the, the crux of my question is what are the what, what are the things that these kind of small events have that make them more enjoyable, make them kind of more? Uh, I guess you want to spend your time on. Could you could you could you do those things
2: in a big yeah. one? No, I, I you know I think it'd be difficult because I think the attraction of small events is the opportunity to speak to everybody. I, and for me now, I you know I think the perfect. The perfect level for events now is between is between twenty to thirty people because you get the opportunity to to speak to everybody over the course of the weekend. I think if you go to a sixty player plus event, it's it can be like ships in the night, so, you know, and you just don't 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 have the, the the kind of opportunity to to really, you know, you know, to really talk to to people on uh talk to people on on anything other than a fairly superficial level, and um, I I you know the amount of people who who are telling me now that they prefer smaller events as you know has really changed over the years mm-hmm. um uh, you know i think you know that's definitely a good thing um has that changed how you're going to approach your tournaments yeah for sure for, for sure because now if i if, you know if, if i come to run an event i'll always try to take into account you know our, our you know kind of our top players but i'll also take into account the sort of guys who we have at the local club you know who are who are who are as far removed from that as as possible uh, you know and they may go to to one or two events a, a year they might go to uh you know kind of one day which is like twelve people and and then a massive two day for them which is thirty people and i uh, you know i think you really have to 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 kind of ensure that their experience isn't you know kind of isn't isn't entirely horrible
1: hmm. um what do you think about the really really you know big Blowout events that people love going to, like yeah. the lvo you know, the big 500
2: 600 person.
3: Uh,
1: Looks yeah. pretty fun from the outside.
2: I can see the attraction. Uh, you know, I think winning those is is kind of easier, as Diamond said. I I I think it's you know it's potentially easier to to, to win those, or easier it's <laughs> to win or to place well for 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 Shira. Um, I think um. I think they're enjoyable. I, I think the risk there is, is if somebody went to one of those as as the first event, then it did be, you know, the, there's potential there, there for them to be entirely lost, right? If you're in the middle rows or the middle tables, you might just bounce around and play certain people who, you know who you never played, but that's okay for me because I'm quite I'm quite a kind of outgoing guy. But for, you know, but, but but for for some people, it might be quite a, I don't know, almost quite a lonely experience in a way. I think uh, I think in smaller events it just feels a bit more kind of collegiate and Corinthian, you know, the, the whole spirit around them. And I think that's just, uh, yeah, I think that's where I am. And I think it's where a, a, a bunch of other people are as we, you know, as we do see this sh- shift away now into smaller, smaller events. I think, um, you know, I, I'm not sure if we want to take this conversation off into other areas, but, you know, you know, there's always been a link between the size of events and the um and the amount of points for, for mm. rankings or for, for for ratings. And I know there's been a few kind of iterations of that over, over the years as well. Um, and and that 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 itself has become a little bit kind of fractured as well. There's various different kind of com- competing systems. So I so I, you know I feel we've we've kind of lost our way a little bit in that correlation between event size and the merits of you know kind of playing at the at those events. And, you know, I feel that's the detriment of small events. I feel like they they, they should be kind of represented a little bit better there. Um, if you look at 40K, right, I mean, you know, I I think as we as we always say, you know, if like a 40K player will play in a bin if they're going to get some free ITC points. <laughs> and we don't really want that to be part of our, our own peculiar and particular hobby.
0: Um, I've got just a, one insight just in terms of go into lots of tournaments. And I agree with you, Mark, like your symposium event. And also it kind of mirrored what Rob's doing at the TSN arena in Nottingham, but he runs 16 to 24 person events and often practically the whole tournament will have dinner together on the Saturday night. And I mean, we, we met up probably a core of about eight to 10 of us, didn't we on both Friday and Saturday night of the symposium event you know had drinks and dinner together talked about the game talked about life and you know that was really you know and and the same thing happens with Robert's events and that I think that's a really lovely way to spend your weekend so you can choose to sort of lean into that very much more as a social event let's say but then when I fly out and go to LVO or Nova, then that does feel more like a tournament and there's an element of pressure that you put on yourself. But saying that... I wanted to
1: all... ask that, Owen, about Nova, You're because you've just been to one of these big blowouts.
0: Yeah, and the thing that th- there's a move now, and I'm not sure, I think GW might start doing it for their events. Once you get over a certain size, then it's hard to get a true winner if you only just do five rounds so nova was eight rounds and the one thing i liked about that was that then if you could stay on and carry on playing on the sunday they created it must have been around about 10 different brackets so everybody so first to eighth was top bracket you play for the win and our boy leo won you know congrats, yeah. it's leo but then you know, nine to 16, I was in the second bracket down because I came 10th, but you went all the way down. And what you then found with all those brackets were that you had all players who had, through the course of five games, kind of found their level, whether that be one, four, or two, three, or whatever. And then you played in a little pod altogether. So I thought that was quite a nice way of, you know, there were a lot of people that came out of those little pods you know, as like new friends and stuff like that. Um, But I also think that in those big events, you do end up sort of sticking with your gang a little bit. So they're not very good. Like I started going to tournaments and just going on my own and not knowing anybody. And I'm quite a gregarious open chat. But if you're a little bit more introverted, then it could be really you know um a, a really daunting experience so if you if you go with a club with club mates or with mates to one of these big events i think you can have a wicked time because you've got like a little support group to return to in the evenings and things but um yeah I, I yeah there's a danger that they yeah they could be a bit daunting for the newer players but i would say that the big Things I've gone to in America, they do feel more like tournaments um, yeah. than, than events um I think there's space for both of them, but I do think you're right in the u k we've definitely moved away from four or five big hundred person events every year. It's like it's much more regional now isn't it, but it gives you an opportunity then to like go. I'll meet the Bristol community or meet the community in, you know, Northamptonshire or go up to Sheffield and you kind of dip in and there's players there that you've never met before because they only play within that certain community or whatever.
2: Uh, how do you feel about, like, what, what what I would consider to be a bit of a big bad in the community at the moment, which is the golden ticket? How, you know, how, how do we feel about that as a...
0: um, I think it puts... It's a double edged sword. We we were gonna do it for the Welsh Open, but essentially you either fund the winner to go to the detriment of putting that money back into your local community and your local scene by investing in terrain and investing in prizes and investing in mats and yeah. maybe giving some money to the club. Um, like for example, with the Welsh Open funds, we use that as a little bit of a fund to help the Welsh team. So if players can't afford the shirts or the travel, then the less advantaged players, we've got a little bit of a fund there with the golden ticket. I think it takes too much money out of the scene. I think if GW are going to set this thing up, they make it more prestigious and they pay for people to go. So for example, I think it's general knowledge now, but, but big Phil can't retain his trophy because he can't afford to fly out to Atlanta to, 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 play because so I think if I personally don't like it because i, I
2: didn't receive a gold golden ticket. Have you, Darren? Have
3: you? Have, have you I you did know? last yeah. year. I was lucky enough to. Yeah. I won the LGT, um, and that. But I, they paid for everything. I don't know. I was I was under the impression it was GW that paid. For no,
2: no, no, no. It, it, I, um. I think yours was subsidised by the LGT, kind of 40k community, mm. in a sense. Wow, thank you. I think um, um, I, I I um I I think the problem that I have, yeah, you know, I think GW you know, I, I think if they're going to run these events um, and take all the plaudits for it, then then they should invest sort of something in it themselves. They've yeah. got think,
3: enough fucking money, haven't they?
2: Well, well, well we have. So you know, it like <laughs> they they are they they are really getting a free ride there, but I think I think also I, I, it's it, it's a bit it, it's a bit self destructive uh, for for the scene as a whole because it reduces the status of all events to to just mere qualifiers. You know, mm. if an event is pitching itself as a qualifier. It, it just you know it just detracts, right? Because you know, if you run an event, the whole point of that would would, would or should be for that person to win that that particular event and get a trophy and if you get some ranking points as well grade and and all the rest of it but i i think i you know i think kind of pitching events as qualifying events for for a gw event which which they don't fund at all um i think is a little bit kind of backhanded by, by them really so i'm not a massive fan myself um I kinda, I, you know if I kinda, they did I, fund it would you be a fan? Uh, yeah. If they, if if he funded it, uh, we're, we're in agreement. Then. Yeah, so I think I, I I yeah I think I would be. I I, I think you know I don't like to, to 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 you know you know to see CTOs effectively put themselves out of pocket to to to, to draw kind of people towards these sort of events. And it was actually I you know I think it was the community themselves who started to, to refer to these things as gold you know you know kind of as golden tickets. but now GW are uh, uh, referring to them. In that way themselves, so Hmm. it's been a you know it's it's quite a shrewd bit of business by GW, but uh, it's not really doing anything for the for the uh, the tournament scene.
0: Yeah, and not to throw shade on anyone who is going because they're all excellent players who are going. Like if you were to list off the list of players that are going, but I know multiple players that are going that came third or fourth, so it's not necessarily the best players that are going. It's the people that can afford it who. Are good, who are good. Yeah,
2: and we don't want play to win, right? Because that that that's that's extremely exclusionary, and you know we just don't want to be be there. And uh, it's you know it's a it, it's a hobby that that attracts all sorts of people. It shouldn't just be there for for the ones who can afford to to, to pay the, for the plain feds.
0: If it
3: uh, if it becomes popular though, then or if it if it does well, then they've they've more incentive to start paying for it to build it up.
0: I mean, let's be real. It's just a fucking marketing excuse for them, though, isn't it? It's just a way of them basically taking lots of nice photos and having some videos and having a load of social media content. I don't think it's for anything I bet, more than that. Having
3: been, having been in Atlanta last well, – was it Atlanta last year? Where was it?
0: New Mexico. New Mexico, of course. That's my fucking – Fuck, I didn't even go, Darren. Come on.
3: Well, I- aren't <laughs> you? <Yeah. laughs> no one's afford it. <laughs> Look, Having been there and speaking with the people that were running it, they were really passionate. Like, they really, the, the people that are running it or, it, the, you know, the, the boots on the ground, they were really excited. Oh, they yeah, were, yeah. You know, yeah. They want they to build it. Um, shout out to um, oh, what, it, Ryan as well, one of the chaps that run it. my um, be, Between my flights, between Phoenix and New Mexico, I got a call from my girlfriend and my dog had passed away. So, like, it was quite a rough time for me and I didn't do so well in my my games were just which is fine my head was gone and also the people I were playing were exceptional and I was running a silly corn army um but I then decided to because I then decided to go home um to get back to Alex as soon as possible um and Ryan basically my fight was all completely buggered up and he got up about half past five in the morning to make sure I got to to the the airport so I just want to say Thank you very much. Right. Ryan Schwartz, I'm fucking terrible with names. <laughs> um,
2: he, he, the, in,
3: yeah. yeah, yeah no no sure. we're running it and he, he was really passionate. So yeah. everyone there was really keen to to build it and they gave us a wonderful it was a wonderful. They were really they were really
2: great. And the Warhammer events, you know, kind of are great as well now. I think it's Steve Wren, who's running them now? Yeah, he's put loads of attention on the yeah. tables, the scenery. Yeah. The trophies are great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the it's trophies not- are fantastic. Look. all oh, right. There's no shit Yeah.
1: <laughs> it, uh, so Darren is currently flexing for the audio medium by showing us his many, one of many trophies. Um, yes. Yeah, I yes. think what we're saying, what you're all saying is obviously TOs, and we mentioned this a bit, didn't we, that it, the, the tos are putting lots of effort and time in you know GWTOs also put a lot of effort and time in. it's more about the process of this of the golden ticket rather than the people organizing yeah yeah, the yeah yeah that's what i was trying to get at um just not so it's i mean this is all awesome conversation as is always we have on these podcasts but um i just want to kind of get down to the crux of the question that we've had lots of questions in about what well, the, the the main things that you three would think or you would advise people to do if they were running a tournament next week what would be your kind of big thing to focus on and i'll start with you mark i mean you can pick you can pick things we've talked about already like food etc but
2: yeah i think the biggest thing would would be to not not stress over the small details because the players will just not notice them you know the you know there's been a few things uh, uh, events which which i've run and you know I've been sat, sat there on my kind of tier table behind my laptop having a having a complete panic attack, thinking, "Oh my god, it's all gone to absolute shit! Oh, it's going to be be a disaster!" But it, you know, if the situation is kind of rescuable, which it almost always is, mm. you know, all the players are playing, you know, and, and and their eyes are only on 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 the game. So you know, I, I, I you know, I guess be easy on yourself. Um, don't worry. And don't forget, it, it's just uh, you know, it it it's just the game at the end of the day. Uh, but yeah, just don't think, think think that 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 kind of. I mean, you know, I think the players are so wrapped up in playing that that those small details that they're just not going to register.
0: Okay, interesting. Owen, in. um, a couple of things I learned from doing all the hammer time stuff were: don't think that you need to know every fucking rule that's out there like I used to stress and I bought all the battle tomes and we'll be trying to deal with like intricate, tiny little rules interactions. Generally there's a couple there's enough, there's, there'll be some very knowledgeable players at the event who you can just lean on who might get it wrong. Hey Mark, I think we both got something wrong together, didn't we? But anyway. Uh,
2: uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I normally ask you. So I, I mean, maybe... okay, so I,
0: yeah, don't ask me basically, but yeah, don't worry about knowing every rule. Um Yeah. Just have a good clear pack i said it before just write a good pack choose choose interesting missions a variety of missions that test you know don't have them all in the middle don't have you know like we've got 12 reasons well 10 good missions and two okay missions so you know choose some good missions make it a varied experience for different players and different armies um and without being too sort of like glib but just like Try and enjoy it as well. I always think of it a bit like as being like a host at a party or something. You know, you want to make sure everyone's got a drink in their hand and having it's, a nice time. And
2: yeah, yeah, that's such a good analogy. That's, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I'd say.
0: Yeah, you just, yeah. you just, 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 just make sure everyone's having a good time and you have a good time at the same time. Because you, you do. That you might work...
2: be easier with that smaller
1: group to start with. Then which we get used to doing it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Also,
0: uh, one last little thing that Dan and I found was really good um, was um, we did spot prizes, silly spot prizes. You know have your highest, po- the first person in the whole room to have their highest pointed hero killed that battle round wins a spot prize. We gave away like Avalon or, or something or the first person to miscast twice with the same wizard in the tournament spot prize. So, you know, we invested, I don't know, whatever it was like a hundred quid on some little character models and just gave them out. And it meant that regardless of whether you won painting or sports or gaming or anything, yeah. all people won some random stuff and felt involved. And like, it was like, we, and, yeah, it was good. That sort of thing.
3: Yeah, fair
0: enough. My Darren? T-
3: One thing I would like all TOs to concentrate on, and I would like to see more of, is public shaming of those fuckers that don't put their own table away at the end. You selfish assholes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, very, that's a very specific <laughs> bit of it. It
3: does my, it does my absolute tits in. that you, You'll see it at the end of an event, There'll be 80% of the room will just go, oh, down tools. And they'll watch 20% of the room pack their stuff away. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they don't even fucking say thank you. And I know this because I'm one of those people that does it. I will always put my table away and then I'll put all my litter away and then I'll pack up someone else's table and then I'll go help someone else. And I'll just be dumbfounded that the scene is full of such wonderful people. But for those 10, 15 minutes when the, the tournament's ended and the, the TO's about to get the the results, people turn into absolute dicks. So put your fucking table away. <laughs> and
2: I love it. I love I've
3: it.
0: got one last edition, if that's okay.
1: I'm um, on then, Owen, one more, yeah.
0: Never fix the pairings. <laughs> 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 we
3: nah. Can, we, can we can all agree on
1: yeah. that. Good grief. Yeah, lovely. Very nice. Thanks, Owen. I mean, come <laughs> you, just, on! Just a reminder, you can message Owen at OJ180 on X.
0: Yo, that's true. hurts, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> kind of right. Thank you very much, everyone. Um, are we going to do our famous uh, famous ending section? I think we should. If you'd yes. like to take it away, Darren. Who'd <laughs>
2: please? Who'd please? please. <laughs> <laughs> wow
0: i was not expecting that
1: no wow, i wish you could all see what i just saw because i'm i'm not really sure what i just saw uh but vic reeves just w- vic reeves just came into the podcast and then left it was really weird he just jumped in it. oh. so <laughs> if you couldn't hear that what the hell darren was saying like me this is the misplays section of the podcast hmm. so who would like to kick us off Owen, owen wants to go first uh so
0: Mark's symposium event i misplayed against phil lost the game misplayed against seb lost the game not even gonna go into it i'm just being a bit silly here but i got a play for you which was a uh, great bray shaman dragged a uh, unit of harpies uh nine inches forward and then i did 16 mortal wounds to them with blizzard because they were out of range and then they were in range and i blizzarded them <laughs> I've
3: got, I've got a, a, an Owen play for you. When we played,
0: oh, so, oh, god! There
3: there's a limited resources where you can turn where the objectives turn off. So his shaman dragged severeth onto an objective so that it would turn off. And then for some reason, I think lost
0: priority and it didn't happen. But it no, could I, I rolled a fucking double one on the two. Oh, that's okay. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant. <laughs> so, yeah, I tried on limited resources. I tried to pull his severeth back onto the objective to turn it back on so they fucked up his It would have been really good. You even said at the time, we've got to talk about this on the podcast.
3: I did, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a fantastic play. Really pleased.
0: Thanks.
1: Amazing. Um do a, you yeah. want to talk about your misplays then Owen or no? Uh
0: just pushed too hard against two shooting armies. Um against Sebs, nine sharks. I did a hundred ungor raider shots, D6 mortal wounds, and I charged six bulgur in and i killed one shark and i left three sharks on two wounds each which probably was just a poor allocation of resources
3: that's were not you- a mystery mate that's just a fucking bad time
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Just> <laughs> roll better
0: owen what's wrong with sorry
2: you? sorry mark you were privy to uh, that weren't you uh, yeah I, I could see that that affected you greatly as well i've never seen you look so unhappy at the
1: table
0: <laughs> no it was um it was it was unfortunate
1: did you split fire too much owen should you have concentrated more
0: yes i should have definitely concentrated more not just on the fire but just on my overall strategy um but probably the lesson there for for listeners is um don't always do the thing that you always do even if you even if it's the right thing like stop yourself sometimes don't always play on the script mm. um and then yeah against phil a similar thing i kind of Went for a big play, which was probably kind of eighty percent possible, and um, I couldn't do six mortal wounds on twos rolling ones. And um, yeah, my balls got stuck, and everybody got shot off. So yeah,
1: your balls got stuck. Did you say my, they did?
0: They got stuck. bulls. My balls got Bull, stuck bulls on, on on Phil's boat.
1: <laughs> bulls got stuck on Phil's boat. Good bulls. Pronunciation is key, kids. Good. Darren. Anything about bulls or balls or misplays?
3: No, my misplay is not listening to my own advice. <laughs> oh. So loose lips sink ships. And I was in a game against Simon and his open. So to give you some context, I was using some Stormcast that was uh, had Severeth. that had nine long strikes, and it was very, very well crafted to deal with everything other than 12 fucking sharks <laughs> which is what Simon was running. Um
1: Simon it was and... amazingly painted as well, this this list. It was oh, yeah, so nice. it. Yeah, it was yeah, glorious. It was nice. It was, yeah, so
3: nice. It, it was beautifully painted. Um by Benjamin severably I believe.
1: Yeah, it wasn't me yet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so Alex let me borrow his army. Um but but Simon is Simon's opener against me, and it's a it's a very big red, or at least that's what I thought, and Simon was very confident going into this game. But there were two very large pieces of Garrisonable terrain in uh, sort of the, in the center of the board that were over all three objectives. And his opener against me was fucking terrible. He really gave me a chance in this game. I was really pleased with it, but it did require me hitting a big double. So, Pepsi. Any plan that relies on a double, I fucking aware is terrible. But if that's your only if that's your only out then you take it and in that situation i believed it was but he ran six sharks behind one piece of garrisonal terrain and six sharks behind the other didn't run he just walked up there and he couldn't shoot any of my army because half of it was off and the other half of it was behind behind scenery etc or out of range so he allowed me in my turn i ran i had bastion i ran right up to one of these garrisonal pieces of terrain pieces of terrain and what would have what would have happened is if I'd have won, if I'd have got the double, it would have mean I'd have been able to garrison this piece of terrain and trap six of his sharks. What transpired is of course, I lost, I lost the priority and and Simon got to, to take the turn. um, And I went, Oh, and here's the misplay. I went, Oh, you're in so much trouble. Then this is what I was going to do. You were going to be fucked. Because oh, I Darren,
1: th- you told him what you were going to do.
3: I told him what I was going to do.
1: Oh, for God's sake.
3: Well, that's yeah, but hear me out. So, and that's because I thought I was so terribly buggered because i um, because his army was so much better into mine and he was going to get to shoot me etc. I thought the game was effectively over. So I was wrong on two fronts. So first of all, you'd, I'd, I'd given up in my own head and I'd lost the game. And secondly, I gave him information that he did he didn't need, and it meant in his turn he went, "Oh fuck!" I hadn't realised that. So he made sure all, all of his sharks were obviously three inches away from the garrison piece of terrain, and. I was in that game in the second turn, in the third turn, in the fourth turn. And in the fourth turn, it was, you know, my army was basically dead. Um, But if I hadn't have given him away that, it would have been a much closer game. So the loose lip sink ships, people, don't, even if you think you're buggered, stay stay in the game. Don't just give up like I had. And don't tell your opponent what you were going to fucking do if you think the game's over. Because that makes the situation even worse,
1: Darren. How many times have you given people advice? Not
3: <laughs> I know what's going on. do <laughs> people this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Live it. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs>
1: Very nice,
2: Darren. Mark, do you have any misplays? Oh my god! Well, yeah, probably the one that that sticks into mind. It's going back uh, to to the uh, worlds of twenty twenty two. I want to say. I mean, last uh, year's one. <laughs> yeah, like a long <laughs> time ago. I, I, I have to look at my computer and see what year I was in. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So 2022. Yeah, yeah. yeah last yeah, year. Last and, year uh, yeah. Thank you. I was playing Beast of Chaos. Um, and, uh, I, it, you know, I'm sure the guys will, will, will remember most of the terrain there was that kind of game at EU stuff, you know, the really big ruins. And I played that at Badman Cafe and uh there's one particularly large r- ruin which you can just pass through there you can just you can move through it and um i you know i, I think because i saw a gap in the, in the ruin it kind of it it you know it did something to, to my brain which s- switched off the part which knew that 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 train was impassable and i set my herdstone up in uh in, in such a way with my Doomball, that I wasn't able to move my Doomball the entire game <laughs> yeah. I yeah <mean>, uh, let's <laughs> make it worse I think I was playing god who was I playing I think it was like the the French B team kind of dragon player and uh, yeah oh, no. he was just beside himself with mirth he was uh, he, he, he was having the best of times yeah I bet he was very good
3: you've got no one to blame but yourself there have
2: you no no absolutely not no <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, me.
1: very very good very good right um my misplay is a community misplay because everyone you've been listening to this podcast long enough to know that you should never be too excited you should never be too excited how many of you are getting too excited stop getting too excited you saucy beasts stop it i've seen it so many times was it nova on on the internet I've seen multiple x threads. All of you are getting too excited, killing stuff, and forgetting you've got stuff to come off the board onto the board. It's bulls. It's stormcast. It's all of it. Stop it, all of you. Stop getting so excited. So that's my misplay for everybody. Remember, you got other stuff. Don't don't handicap yourself. You got all this other stuff that you can use. I. I
0: I Yeah, I did that at Mark's event. I didn't tell you this actually, Mark, but Jody beat me in game five and I reminded him not to allow his Kinari to die because they were off the board at the end of his turn three. At the same time, I forgot to bring on my six enlightens. So um...
3: he didn't remind you. <laughs> <laughs> go D, go D, go D.
0: <laughs> I remembered in the shower on the Sunday night and just had like a massive <laughs> moment. Like, you belend end. You bellend. Pretty yeah, So there you go. Yeah. So
1: even our even our expert co-hosts are getting too excited. So please stop getting too excited. Stop it. I'm so excited. I was so excited to help and
0: beat me. Shit.
1: Yeah. So there you go. Right. Thank you very much. I think we're at the end, gentlemen. So I think all that's left for me to say is, Mark, thank you very much for coming on. And I hope you enjoyed our chats.
2: It was was a very unique experience. Thank you, (laughs) (laughs)
1: Mark. I'll take that as a compliment. And uh, Darren, Owen, thank you as always. Um, Yes. Do keep no problem. Do keep sending all your um your your comments, your questions into the X thread. Um, they are enjoyable when I manage to get around to them. But do please send them in. Um, we do try and answer all your questions. And as I said next episode will be about movement and movement techniques. So keep your ears peeled and your eyes crossed. That's the right way of using that.
3: May I um, just say, uh, may I yeah. just say well. Mark, thank you for improving my gaming experience and for improving the scene. I think you're a fantastic TO. I really enjoyed all your events, and I think we've you're had right. a, lasting, uh, a lasting effect.
2: Oh, bless some- you, Darren. I mean, I, you know, I've had one one beer now, so there's every chance I might start crying. But nah. um, <laughs> yeah. thank you, Neil no Good stuff. Wow. And I know that Steve is a you know kind of is a listener of the show, isn't he? And I know that he fast forwards the first. 15 minutes of this but just in case it stays right to the end I, I think I should say that him and Dan were a, um, a great event uh, you know a, a really great event of Bloodshed as well probably you know if not the then certainly one of the best events in the UK evening oh, well done Steve and Dan
1: ah oh, well what are that look at that lovely all round so that lovely thing to end on thanks again everyone for listening be kind look after each other and we'll catch you all next time so cheers bye bye
2: Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye.